Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Whose nose isn't the most prominent? Like, who has no pores on their nose? I would like to know. You. No. No. You. Of all places on my face, my nose has the biggest pores. I have never seen a pore on your nose. But well, nice you haven't try. seen my face that closely in a long time, so. That is true, but I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm Kirby. And I'm Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Every week, we break down the most important beauty news and launches, interview your favorite beauty experts, influencers, and celebrity guests, and review our favorite beauty products of the moment as your beauty editor BFFs from the beautiful and great city of Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos! We hope you stay a while. (laughs) Cute. That's cute. Hey, Kirby. Hey. How's it going? Good. It's mailbag time. Woo-woo. I feel like when you, I I sing the like Blues Clues mailbag theme song. Oh, I forgot you know that. that song? No, I forgot it. What is it? I'm not going to sing it. Oh, but. dang it. Dang it. <laughs> we, I've been rewatching Glee. If you're yeah. a Gleek, wow. We've come so far because that show was incredible, like, the first three or four seasons, and then it just went completely off the rails. Um, it's also such an absurd show in so many ways, and I think that's why I love it so much. But Mike O'Malley, do you remember Mike O'Malley from um, Nickelodeon? Did... He was on Guts. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he plays Kurt's dad in Glee, and I've, I've been binging it, and I was telling Patrick that I feel like I could – really own a uh the host role of a new and improved guts where people are like <laughs> climbing up the aggro crag or whatever they call it I, it makes me sad that kids these days don't have that and they have just youtube to watch which i mean now they have all of the things to be able to watch but like my both all my nephews i should say love watching like the epic fails and stuff on YouTube, which is essentially like what all the Nickelodeon shows were, right? Like all the kids like doing these obstacle courses yeah, and like yeah, yeah. falling and stuff and getting like slime on them. And now they just have YouTube to watch. I'm like, no, it's not as fun. This is like real life. This is sad. Remember Double Dare? Falls. I miss Double uh, yeah, Dare. Yeah, I really want, I wanted to be on Double Dare. Mark Summers. I wanted to be on Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yes. Like it would, yeah. I wanted to be on all that. All that was definitely oh, yeah. my number one. I, I desperately wanted to be BFFs with Amanda Bynes. Oh my gosh, yeah. Wow. She was truly the star. Icon, icon. Okay, so sorry, side note. <laughs> that was a side note. Uh, yeah. As, as we, we have no idea. What are, well, what are we doing? What are we doing? Okay. Mailbag time. It's mailbag time. So we figured... There are so many amazing questions that have popped up in the Facebook group, which if you're not a part of, you should join. And we're like, all right, let's just answer them on the pod. We try to stay out of the answers on 
are in the podcast group or sorry in the Facebook group because we always feel like you know it's like mom chiming in on stuff you guys don't need us either it's fine so sometimes we will sometimes we won't we try not to but we figured there are so many great questions that we'll give our thoughts and our recommendations and maybe maybe you'll like them maybe you won't but I, I think I'll probably learn something from this episode yeah it's always like a good reminder episode because there are questions that I feel like that we touch on that we've already touched on. For me, I have never thought about some of these questions before, so I'm learning. All around, we're just all learning together, so it's great. All right, first question. This says, if you use Tret, which is Tretinoin, do you exfoliate? And if you do, what do you use? And where do you put it in your routine? Okay, excellent, excellent question. So I use Tretinoin. I'm currently only the only person using tretinoin in this duo right now because Sarah is breastfeeding. And tretinoin is a retinoid and retinoids do not exfoliate the skin. That is a very, very common misconception and that's because sometimes um, with the retinol uglies, you get this kind of peeling situation, you get redness, but retinol and retinoids do not exfoliate the skin. So that being said, when you do develop that kind of peeling, flaking characteristic to your skin, it actually is a great idea to utilize an alpha hydroxy or beta hydroxy or even a physical exfoliant to slough away that dead skin uh, from you know the surface of your skin. So for me personally, I avoid using tretinoin and an exfoliant the same day. I don't think that's useful or necessary. Um, but what I'll do is I use tretinoin in the evening and then the following day, either morning or evening, I would utilize a chemical or physical exfoliant. So my schedule, the way I do it, it's two days on. So tretinoin, maybe let's say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, exfoliate, then go back to tretinoin Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday incorporate some kind of hydrating, soothing serum that doesn't have a, you know, an alpha hydroxy or beta hydroxy, no vitamin C. It's really more about like soothing and calming the skin. And then I would pick up back, I would pick back up again. I learned that schedule from Renee Rouleau, so I trust it. It helps for not only the retinoic acid to do its thing, but then you're sloughing off any dead skin and then keeping on and hydrating the skin afterwards. I usually use uh, alpha hydroxy acid, um, to be completely honest, but sometimes I'll use a physical scrub in the shower. So my favorites include Sunday Riley Good Jeans. I like the glycolic and the lactic acid version. I love Goldfat and MD Doctor Scrub. That's an incredible physical exfoliant if that's your jam. And then I really, really like Summer Friday's AHA exfoliating solution. It is, you apply it similarly to a toner. And where this fits into your skincare routine is you would cleanse your skin, apply your tretinoin, and then moisturize at night. And then the following day, you could use the Summer Fridays, for instance. That would be like second step before you put on a serum. Or if you're using good jeans, that is your serum. So it would be your serum step. So yeah, that's, that's, and then obviously if you're using the physical exfoliant, the gold fat and MD, that's like kind of like your cleansing step, so to speak. Um, I would still cleanse my face first if you're using it at night and then go into the, the scrub. I have two uh, exfoliators that I'd like to add. Yes. The 
versed one, which I don't know if I talked about the versed day maker, their micro crystal exfoliator yet. I went through the entire bottle already. It's like my shower exfoliator. Um, I love that one and it's super cheap. It's like, or well, it's not super cheap, sorry. It's $17, it's under 20 bucks, which, and it's at Target. And then the Cora Organics one, which I definitely have talked about before with the turmeric. That's a really good physical exfoliator as well. Awesome, all right, next question. From our Glam Jolino, Jillian. She says, hi, I was looking into getting a gua sha tool slash crystal face roller to help with tension and my lymphatic drainage. I've read jade can be too porous and collect bacteria and cause more problems with your skin. Does anyone know if rose quartz or another crystal is a better option for a face roller gua sha tool? Great question, Jillian. I am going to answer this. Um, I'm going to take a step back and we're going to just talk about, first of all, just like a facial roller, like a jade roller versus a gua sha tool. I'm not sure if you know that they are different. I know that you're asking about the crystal and like what what it's made out of. But I think the most important thing to remember here is the actual type of tool that you're gonna be using. Um, and I, I speak for Kirby um, too when I say this, that like we like jade rollers. We think that they feel nice on your, you know, your face, especially after you put it in like the fridge and it's nice and cooling and it can help stimulate circulation, um, help depuff, and it just feels nice. But it's not gonna help you achieve uh, the lymphatic drainage the way that a gua sha does. It's like two completely different tools. There is actually a really great blog post on Sandra Lanshin's website. Sandra um, makes really beautiful gua sha tools. She's the founder of Lanshin. She's an acupuncturist and she's an herbalist. Her blog post breaks down basically like what a jade roller does and what a gua sha does but if you really are trying to like release muscle tension um and help truly with like the circulation in your uh the blood circulation in your face and like more of that like sculpting and contouring and shaping that's when you should be using the gua sha i i love my gua sha tool do i use it a ton not really because it, it, there is like a certain way that you have to use it. And she also has a really great YouTube video, which I feel like we've talked about on the, on the pod before. We'll link it in our show notes so that you guys can watch it if you do have a gua sha and you're not really sure how you should be using it. You know, you're like, you start with um, using it like in your neck and then you like move your way up. You can use like an oil or some sort of slippery agent to help you, you know, move the gua sha around your face. Um, but it takes more of an effort, I think, to use than like a jade roller would, but you are getting more out of it when you use it and when you use it more regularly. The other thing too is so many people have come out and brands have come out with their own that are just made with plastic. And so you may be experiencing like more bacteria and things like that from those real jade rollers and real guasa tools. They're heavier um, they're semi-precious stones. In terms of cleaning them, I wouldn't submerge them in hot water. I would just take like a, a warm, damp cloth mm-hmm. and wipe them that way and you should be fine. I remember this question from the group because I think somebody mentioned that they had purchased the Nurse Jamie Uproller. Like the Nurse Jamie Uproller is very different. Yeah. The, does the Nurse Jamie one have like crystals embedded in the roller no i don't think so i love nurse jamie that tool it's lifting your skin if you're laying down it's not lifting your skin like that's not going to be the reason why your skin is lifted 
over time. And it's very much like a jade roller and that it could help with circulation. If you put on product and use it on top, may or may not help your products penetrate deeper. I don't think that's the case. I think it's just an application method that's very similar to like padding totally. product into your hand. It's very much the um, experience of using it versus like using your hands. Just like jade rolling. Yep. Um, and I have always found it really difficult to clean a jade roller versus like a gua saw tool because there's you know the actual little track where it meets the jade meets the roller and um i often feel like after a few times i'm like this is kind of icky and there's like no real way that i can clean this and then also it'll like break if it's not like properly if you're not buying like a very you know like a legitimate one from a reputable uh retailer or whatever I think that it's important um, to mention that when you hold a traditional guasa, it feels cold to the touch. It will like naturally feel Mm -hmm. like the rose quartz or the jade. It will naturally hold. Like you don't have to put it in the fridge to cool down. It should already just feel cool. If it's plastic, it's not going to feel cool. That's one way to determine whether or not something is made with like an actual semi-precious stone or not right right yeah so i think to answer this question i don't think that the material that the roller is made out of unless it's made out of plastic in which case you should not you should purchase one that's made out of real stone that's not going to make a difference in the um results of your face in terms of lymphatic drainage it's more so like choosing the guasa over the jade roller but also, like, I'm, I'm going to link this blog because it, it breaks it down nicely in that, like, it's not that you shouldn't be jade rolling. Like, by all means, if, if you enjoy it and it's a nice little treat for you, like, please continue to do so. But just don't expect major changes to your face shape. Exactly. And lastly, if you do have a plastic roller, you can clean that with, like, an alcohol mixture. That's how you would sanitize it. But you would not use alcohol or anything like that on a legit rose quartz or jade stone. Great. Thanks for asking that question, Jillian. Deborah Horton wants to know, can anyone recommend a good all-around serum for age 50 plus, please? Yes, we can, Deborah. So probably depends on your skincare needs, what you're looking for. I personally think it's important to have AHAs and BHAs for like texture purposes. And then of course, retinol for obvious reasons. There are plenty of great, you know, retinol products. Obviously we talked about tretinoin earlier. That is something you have to get via prescription from your dermatologist. And by the way, we are sponsored by Apostrophe. So if you are looking for some tretinoin in your routine, use our code GLOSSANGELES and you can get a discount. We love Apostrophe. But um, there's plenty of over-the-counter options too. Rock. ROC mm-hmm. makes amazing retinol products. The A plus high dose retinoid serum from Sunday Riley, also a good one. Olay makes a really good retinol product. They just came out with like a whole line of retinol products. Yes. Um, yes. Affordable Olay. Mm-hmm. We love to see it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, our girl Renee has a retinol product, but Shawnee Darden is probably a, a really popular pick amongst a lot of people. She has um, her... Retinol reform. Retinol. Yeah, retinol reform. And that's a good option as well. Yeah. And I think another concern for a mature skin is hydration, obviously. And so I would suggest finding a serum that has a lot of 
peptides in it. Um, one I know that I personally love and I have, you know, um, some older women in my life who are big fans of this product is the Kate Somerville um, Biomimicking Peptide Serum. It's a splurge. It's a uh, hundred bucks, um, but it is a really, really great serum. Um, this will help with like firming, soothing, hydrating the skin, and then it'll encourage the, your collagen to reproduce. And um, some other products that I also love to help with dehydration is Tatcha's Dewy Serum Resurfacing and Plumbing Treatment. Kirby, have you used this yet? So I have it, um, but I, I, I can't get it out of the box. I, I What? Yeah, I'm struggling. However, <laughs> when they sent it, they like sent the it in like a circular box, like package. Yeah. And I've been uh-huh. literally like, I think I have to get a machete to open this thing because I can't get it open. Oh, what, a, so I, what an unboxing just, experience for you. I'm going to have to like blow it up to get the product out. <laughs> um, so this one has hyaluronic acid, the squalane, and this is going to help with the fine lines and wrinkles, the um, firmness and elasticity of your skin. Kirby, do you use or have you ever used the Estee Lauder Advanced Night Repair Serum? No, but everybody's obsessed with this. I, I remember trying it in my 20s. Which you were too young to use. Yeah. I was like, what am I doing? When you don't see something happening, it's probably because your skin doesn't need it, right? Yep. So yep. Um, I... This is like beloved. Yes. And and this is iconic. This is yes. iconic conique there there's a reason why people love it so much yeah so i feel like and this one's another um a little bit of a splurge as well but i think that if you are looking for like a serum that like a one-step serum that kind of can do it all this is like a really good option okay wait can i add one no just kidding (laughs) yes jen goldstein recommended this i believe it was jen or it was jess i'm pretty sure it was jen um and i had it and hadn't tried it but it's the Skin Medica TNS serum. Oh, yes. And this has growth factors in it. So not peptides, but it has a whole slew of other amazing ingredients. It, what they call like TNS is called human fibroblast conditioned media. <laughs> and it says it's a physiologically balanced, naturally secreted, secreted and stabilized growth factor blend that helps improve the appearance of fine lines, wrinkles, skin tone and texture. Great. It has this thing they called the the APS corrective complex, which also includes peptides, three different peptides, antioxidants, love to see it, um, ubiquinone or coenzyme Q10, which is a supplement I actually take on the daily, um, which is an amazing antioxidant. There's green tea leaf extract. There is a stable form of vitamin C. There is vitamin E, blueberry leaf extract. Yeah, this is a really good one. You know who else recommended this on the pod was Jenny Bailly yes. of Allure. And she knows what she's talking about too. So, Yes. So um, I have it and I still use it from time to time. And every time I use it, I'm like, ah, why, why am I not just using this on the regular? It's yeah. a really beautiful. It is expensive. Again. That's the thing. But if you think about, you know, instead of using two or three serums for the price of one and only one step. True. True. Yep. Time it's all is in money. <laughs> Time is money, fam. Invest in wisely. Here we go. Okay, this is probably a long shot, says Emily. 
fancy mosquito repellent that works and doesn't smell awful does it exist mosquitoes and i have a very i have a personal relationship with mosquitoes because they freaking love me and i'm dreading mosquito season it's like such beautiful weather in los angeles right now but i'm like oh my gosh this means that the bugs are coming i have two recommendations are they quote unquote fancy i wouldn't say they're fancy one is kind of cool like i think it's like a cool mosquito repellent and it's from the brand kinfield which i've talked about on this on the pod before i think it was like a what's on your face um it is my go-to called Golden Hour. It's a deep-free mosquito repellent. It's $22. The only thing is that it smells like citronella. And so if that's a scent that you don't like, you're not going to like this. However, it's not like citronella, like those like citronella candles that people put out on their patio in the summer. Like, it's not like that sort of chemically citronella smell. This one smells like very natural because it is deep free made with natural ingredients um so you might end up liking it it's citrusy and vanilla-y in a way bottom line though it works it worked for me i went through a whole bottle one summer and i did not i had like minimal bites which was huge for me even on like i i took it to hawaii with me i went on hikes i did all the things and the mosquitoes spared me which i was very grateful for um on the other uh flip side um is avon skin so soft but the skin so soft i feel like is a little bit easier to apply because it's in like a lotion form they also make the spray these products are so good that the publicist told me that like sailors use them out at sea that's how legit this bug spray is they have a huge collection there's no d in in the products either so they have avon skin so soft sunscreen they have the spray they've got a spray with sunscreen for like your outdoor activities and hiking and then they make one they have wipes the Yep, they have wipes. I've tried all of them. I actually really like the smell of the Skin So Soft. It doesn't smell like citronella, but it's not gonna it's not gonna be as natural as the Kinfield for sure. The other issue is like where can you buy Avon products now? That is an excellent question. I literally was just looking this up. You have to buy it from Avon.com. But, but sometimes it's like sold out because I've been like I have talked about this product so much and people have asked me where they can shop. Avon and I'm like do you have to find like an Avon ambassador in your local neighborhood in your Facebook group well it looks like it's on Amazon too but I am not clicking I haven't clicked through so I don't know if it's like an Avon storefront yeah no so I don't think it is an Avon storefront because I I I remember looking because I was desperate once and I think it's like the the prices are marked up and and it takes a while to get there so it's like a third-party retailer I will figure out where you guys can buy this. Kinfield, definitely give it a shot. And then Avon Skin So Soft Bug Bug Guard Collection. These two will protect you. They're not fancy, but they're definitely better than whatever DEET. No offense to DEET, but if you're, yeah, you don't have to use the DEET. (laughs) Use these DEET-free options. Feel a little bit fancier, I guess. I don't know. Is deep the culprit? Is that what doesn't make you feel fancy about mosquito repellent? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Okay, moving on. Kirby's uh, like, okay, shut up. Move on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> no, no, no. A- <laughs> I-, I second the Avon recommendation, by the okay, way. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. okay. so glam I need your help. Not me. This is Hannah. Let's talk preventative Botox. I just turned 26 and I still get carded and I would like to keep it that way. Okay, well, you need to lower your expectations. It's 
it's going to happen quick and dirty. You're not going to get carded for things sooner than later. And that's okay. That doesn't mean anything about the way you look or anything about you. Like the first time it happened, I was a little upset that I wasn't getting carded for my alcohol purchase. I still get upset. But then I was like, who the hell? I mean, whatever. Okay, so who gets Botox and what are your thoughts on starting now? I hear it's addicting. Okay, I'm the resident Bobo uh, advocate here at Los Angeles, um, mostly because Sarah doesn't need it. And I just got... But I'm not against it and I know that one day I will. So I just got Botox last week after, I don't know, it's been like nine or ten months. It's been a while. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think I... Oh God, do you feel like a new woman? Yeah, I'm really excited. It hasn't fully settled. So two weeks, by the way, is when you'll see, like when you really see it working. Like when you first get it done, it's not instant. It takes two weeks to really like see the benefits and feel the benefits if you're like me because I get it in my masseter to help with my TMJ, which could be a whole podcast on its own. But I started getting Botox when I was 30. I was uh, admittedly the last person in my very close friend group to to try it out and get it I was very hesitant because I didn't want to start it if I didn't think I could keep it up um, because I did feel like it was something you have to like continue to use which isn't true it's not true once you get Botox it's not like your face just like completely falls afterwards and then like you have to keep getting it that's not how it works but you do want to keep getting it because you do notice you're it's not addicting but like you like the way that you look yes it does smooth it does lift in certain if you know uh injected in certain areas so my first piece of advice don't get preventative Botox just because everybody else is this is something that you should be talking to your dermatologist about. And this is where you should start developing a relationship with your dermatologist so that they know you, they know your skin, they know your skincare goals. If I was a dermatologist and a 26-year-old came into me and they said, I I want Botox, I would be assessing their skin and saying, you don't either need Botox or, okay, what areas are you thinking? And then based on that, I would say, okay, yes, maybe you could get a little bit here. We don't have to pit that many units. Or I would hold off and maybe try something else. When you do start noticing fine lines, I would talk to your dermatologist about your options. And by dermatologist, I also mean like injector or whoever you see for your skin that is able to inject you. Estheticians cannot give injectables. um, So you should know that. You need to see either a dermatologist Um, or like RNs often are injectors and then they may decide listen you don't need Botox right now you're 26 maybe you need a chemical peel maybe you need a laser treatment instead Uh, like you know not something as crazy as Fraxel but maybe you just need something to help with texture or yeah you have a little you know little tiny fine lines we all do if you're worried about them maybe get you know an exfoliating type treatment so I personally don't think that you need to start with preventative Botox. I know that's a term that's thrown around a lot. I know Dr. Shireen Idris talked about preventative Botox a little bit when we had her on. Um, But I don't think that any dermatologist is like, listen, you need to start Botox at 24, 25 so that when you get to 30, your face isn't completely destroyed. That's just not how it works. Yeah. I feel like you should find a second opinion. Yes. If you are receiving that kind of... uh... Uh, feedback from your derm exactly and you know if 
if you haven't noticed drastic changes to your skin, hey, this has been a hell of a year. I've definitely noticed the lines increases on my face becoming more prominent um, than I have ever before. Uh, and, you know, when a lot of people ask us about lines and wrinkles, there are a lot of things that can help, like retinol, obviously. Peptides, things like that are really important to help with like plumping the skin and making them, making the lines look less aggressive um, or less noticeable rather. But Botox is really the only thing that's like completely smoothing them out and getting rid of them. You really do just need to find an injector that understands Botox and injecting it because for instance, like I have a pretty smooth forehead. I have like very minimal lines, if any, and my dermatologist would never inject my forehead. Also because I have ptosis, um, which, you know, makes my eyelids a little bit heavier. And I have had experiences where I've been injected by somebody, not my current injector, where they injected my forehead and I got the droopy eye. You do just need to talk to them. How many people have they been inje injecting? Do they recommend preventative Botox? Are you too young? When should you think about it? I think that start looking into it when you're 28, 29 and go from there. But there's plenty of people in the Facebook group that have been using it for 20 plus years, like started in their 30s and now they're in their 50s and look great. <laughs> do we not want to promote our Botox episode? We do want to put, there is a Botox episode. Wow, I forgot we did a Botox episode. Okay, so we had an episode that came out fall of 2019 or summer of 2019, right when we launched. It was Botox 101, everything you've ever wanted to know about injectables with Carrie Strom. She was the SVP of Allergan. Um, and she goes over so much. Yeah, Botox, obviously, Juvederm. Um, you guys sent us a lot of questions that we asked her. She talks about preventative Botox, sort of. I feel like that one would be a good one to listen to. Agreed. Agreed. And if y'all want a whole episode on what I do for my TMJ, hit us up because I feel like that would actually be a really great episode. Okay, next up. Anyone else allergic to lash extension adhesive from the lash spas? Yes, Kirby is. Anyone find an alternative option? Anyone suck at magnetic liner? Me. Anyone with apparent sensitive eyes using Latisse and find results without irritation. Meg Lilybridge, you're speaking to the both of us. I thankfully am not, have not developed an allergy to lash, lash extension adhesive yet. Hopefully I do not because that will be the day where I will just overdose on Benadryl. But Kirby has. Yeah, it's really upsetting when it happens. So I've actually been getting lash extensions on and off since 2009, which was nuts. I used to work next door to a lash extension spa. That was their model. And I freaking loved lash extensions. But I also have pretty long lashes. So it's not a necessity for me. But I would get them when I wanted to wake up and feel like Bambi. Just feel like a beautiful little baby fawn. So it was very upsetting when I went to go get lash extensions what it was like was it 2018 beginning of 2018 2019 something like that yeah yeah went and got my lash extensions and over the course of like a week my eyes were just getting more and more swollen they were so so itchy and I honestly was in denial I didn't want to think that it could have been the lash extensions and then finally 
one of our editor friends was like, girl, if you don't go and get these lashes removed, I'm going to hit you upside the head. You you have to go get them removed. They You are allergic. I remember seeing you and it was like really sad. It was like your eyes were so watery. I was, we were with like Huda and Mona Catan. Oh, yes. And they were like, oh my God, are you okay? I'm like, I promise I'm not crying. I'm just in pain. And so I ended up getting them removed immediately. Like I sent an email and they had me come in. The thing that sucks is that apparently whatever is in the lash adhesive that makes you irritated, it's also in the removal of it. And so it was a very uncomfortable experience getting them removed. Like my eyes were just watering and crazy. My eyes were super, super sensitive afterwards. What they said is that you can develop an allergy to these glues. Mm Mm-hmm. At any point. It's not something that you just do at one time and then you're like allergic. Like it can just be something that you acquire over time, which sucks. A lot of people said it was like latex. So sometimes I think spas will say, oh, we have latex free glue and stuff like that. The glue, like latex is what you find in like eyelash adhesive for fake lashes. Mm-hmm. So that's not it. They also will promote formaldehyde free, but that's actually not true either. Even in in glues that claim to be formaldehyde free, there is a little tiny bit, I think, and, and don't quote me on this, that's created with the other ingredients that are in there. And it's safe. It's like pears produce formaldehyde, right? So it's all about dosage. Charlotte Pal- Palermino has a really amazing video about this dosage Um and how that's important when you talk about products. But I have been told through my research and interviewing people that there are a few reasons why you may be allergic to lash glue. It could be black pigment, you know, whatever makes it super black. So it just kind of blends with your lash. It could be certain additives that are in the lash glue. But the most common issue is this ingredient called cyanoacrylate. (laughs) Cyanoacrylate. There we go. cyanoacrylate that is the ingredient that acts as the adhesive it's like the super glue that keeps the lash on your natural lash and so there are options out there that do not have that but the trade-off is that it takes longer to dry Mm -hmm. and so your appointment can be longer I don't know if people really care about that but yes I am allergic to lash glue i need to ask my lash lady um what adhesive she uses because there is a new one that she uses so basically what happens is she sprays some sort of solution on my eyes and then she uh uses a fan to dry them but now instead of spraying that solution she puts like a drop of it on each lash so essentially she's like getting it wet so i think what's happening is it's helping to bond the extension to my real lash and then she uses the fan after so i know that there's like you know as is with everything technology there's development in the lash extension world so there are options um but like kirby said um i think the most popular ones at the popular lash salons are the ones that you could develop this allergy to so just ask questions and maybe you could do sort of like a patch test first if you do have really sensitive eyes yeah meg it sounds like you do have sensitive eyes to be honest when i'm when i'm reading your like your questions about magnetic liner and um the latisse it seems like anything that's not naturally supposed to be in that area may be a problem for you and i think that maybe it's just like you have an eye 
a very sensitive eye area. All right, next question. Looking for recommendations for finishing powder for my days when I'm being extra with my makeup, not hourglass. Hmm, I wonder what she has against hourglass. Something that helps just blend everything at the end. I, okay, I actually do love the hourglass um, mineral, like the veil. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like their brush. I can see why some people maybe don't like it. I also know that there has been some chatter about hourglass being slightly problematic because they like haven't extended their shade range and mm, mm. like I know some influencers have stopped working with them because of that maybe that's why I don't know but I love this question because as a little oily person I stand powder so mm-hmm. I first want to recommend well people their bio brightener invisible powder in universal glow this is so finely milled when you put it on, there's no flashback. You could probably bake with this as well. I just, I love how it looks on my face. Hold on, let me see if I can put some on. I honestly have not had like that much experience with, ooh, look at that. Look at that, just <laughs> disappeared. That shiny little forehead just disappeared into the abyss. Love to see it. I haven't had that much experience with well people, but I love this powder and it makes me there there's like a subtle shimmer to it it almost looks like but it's not shimmery it's not like you're gonna put it on and look like you're sparkly so i per i personally like putting it in my t-zone i love putting it on my nose because my um pores on my nose are a little more pronounced and it just kind of blurs them and then i'll go into like my nasolabial folds and bam whose nose isn't the most prominent like who has no pores on their nose i would like to know you no no you of all places on my face my nose has the biggest pores i have never seen a pore on well you haven't seen my face that closely in a long time so that is true but i don't believe you so (laughs) i love well people i also want to shout out tatcha hey if you have some money laying around can you just throw us a sponsorship at this point because like what the fuck um their powder is really good though i love their their new powder the new powder is legit um obviously daniel martin um helped develop it it, and he has expressed that this is not like a baking powder like don't use it to bake your face although i think baking is kind of like yeah sliding out of the popularity of of beauty application at this point but i think it's gorgeous and i will put it just straight up on bare skin and love 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 how my skin looks so i can't recommend that one enough i love that one too and i am not oily i am dry and it did not dry me out at all um i love that there are like skincare ingredients in it as well or or you know it, it helps um to protect from pollution it says it has the blue light exposure as well or, or sorry it protects yes. from blue light exposure um and like kirby said it kind of just gives you it looks really nice, kind of just on, on bare skin, kind of just gives you this little glow, but not like a oily glow, like a nice healthy glow. So, okay. Oh, I we didn't talk about the Pat McGrath one. Oh. Which is like the powder that made me believe in using powder. Yeah. It's it's such a good powder. I, I freaking love it. it I, I like save them when I when I get like a send from her because I'm like, oh, yeah. I have to save this for a rainy day. Yeah, totally, totally. I know. Oh, my gosh. I feel like, I mean, have you been using your powders at all this past year? Yes. Like, unless you're like on Zoom, but like, you know, like going out and stuff. 
I mean, you haven't been going out. But it does make me feel good to have a non-shiny face. Yes, totally, totally. You know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Last question. Woo! I love that these questions are like everyone's getting into the summer spirit. Uh, we're going to get all get vaccinated and we're all going to just like go outside and like lo- love on each other safely. Get me vaccinated and to get Vegas. me to <laughs> Vegas immediately. I didn't say that. Okay. Can't Does wait. anyone have a sunscreen, lip balm, chapstick recommendation to share for outdoor walks, beach trips, etc.? Says Melissa. Great question, Melissa. We've got some faves we want to shout out. First and foremost, the Fresh Sugar Lip Treatment. That's got your SPF 15 in it. They make the, you know, um, tinted, uh, so many colors, so many shades. Uh, feels good, looks good. Um, so cute. Slip it in your pocket when you're going out on that little walk. Uh, <laughs> $24. So it's not, it's not cheap. But I feel like my... Of all the lip balm, because you know you like lose your lip balms like all the time. I don't lose my fresh one for whatever reason. I think it's because it's a little bit bulkier and so you can see it and like it, it's like a lipstick almost, you know? Yeah, I don't ever lose those. Yeah, they're my faves. Um, Kiehl's makes a beautiful tinted lip balm with SPF in it as well. It is their... Uh, butter stick lip treatment it's got spf 30 in it it's it's a coconut oil lip balm um also has a lot of beautiful shades um it also has a clear one that one is 24 dollars. Ooh, it looks like it's on sale right now Ooh, and it has a tiktok sticker on a tiktok seal so the tiktokers give this one a seal of approval wow that's worth a lot um I, a lip balm that i have been using i've been using it um, lately I have it right here it is from Beekman 1802 do you use any Beekman products Kirby I have never heard of this brand no way how cute is this yeah it's a lot of their products are made um, with like goat milk so Beekman 1802 was founded by um, two men Josh and Dr. Brent they moved to a farm in rural New York and then they because they were like living you know in the in this rural farm town they started making soap at home and then that stemmed into this whole um, line of beautiful skincare and body care products and they recently had a collaboration with oh my god Schitt's Creek they had a collaboration with Schitt's Creek because they felt very much seen with like David and um, his husband's uh, Rose Apothecary. And so they had a whole line, a collection of Rose Apothecary, like a uh, body cream. And it had like the Rose Apothecary branding. It was super cute. Oh my God. How cute. Yeah. 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 It was really, really cute. But they make an amazing lip balm. Also just make amazing products. If you are like a, a, a soap person, like a physical bar soap person, their soaps are beautiful. Um, it's like always like a really great gift to give someone. Their lip balm is amazing. I'm using a tinted one actually. I don't know if this one actually has SPF in it, but they do make um, one that has SPF in it. And then the last one, we stand Burt's Bees. We love Burt's Bees. We love an affordable lip balm. I feel like I've been using Burt's Bees since I was like in middle school. Um, and yeah, their SPF 15 lip balm is like 
eight bucks or something like that. So you can't go wrong. This and this Hello Sunshine lip screen from Beekman eighteen oh two is only eight dollars. It's great. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And everyone should be like protecting your lips this this summer. Yep. I know a lot of dermatologists have been talking about how there's a rise in melanoma on the lips and on the ears because people forget to protect those areas. So make sure that if you are wearing a lip balm that you put some SPF on them. Okay, that is the end of the mailbag episode. We hope you guys enjoyed that. That was fun. We want to keep doing these because we feel like they're helpful and y'all really liked the last mailbag we did. So we'll keep them going. Thank you guys for always, um, for keeping the Facebook group going, for always asking really fun and interesting questions. And I can't wait for the next one. Yeah, and we have some big news for April and the content that we're going to be putting out, the episodes that we have coming up. It's a big month, a big crazy month for us, but I think everyone will really love what we're going to be doing. So we will talk to you on Friday. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.